0: To Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast, where today, today, friends today we have a very very special guest we are delighted to welcome Kieran Rathod who is a professional audiobook narrator Kieran thank you so much for joining us how are you today
1: i'm absolutely wonderful so delighted to join you both and i'm yay. so glad that you're here to save the world one book at a time <laughs> oh, yay. We and you're head. helping
0: us with that because you yes. narrate audiobooks. I love oh, audiobooks, thank you. by the way.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, well, I've listened to some of your podcasts, and they bring so much positive energy to the listener. So thank you for inviting me and um, helping me uh, join you on this journey as well. Oh, thank oh, you. Wonderful. We, we, wonderful. We've been
0: waiting for you for our whole lives, right, Robin? It, it's, it's not a joke. We're so excited and so curious. How I, I have just have a million questions, and I don't want to overwhelm you. But if you could kind of tell us about your journey, Kieran, what brought you to recording audiobooks? How did you get started? Leave no detail unspoken, please. No, we are no, that curious. Absolutely, I'd be thrilled to tell you about my journey,
1: and and actually thinking back, my journey started when I moved to the US. Um, So that was some 15 years ago. And I was interested in doing voluntary work in the local community and came across this fabulous non-profit education organization that was named at the time Recording for the Blind and Dyslexic. So that later later changed its name to Learning Ally, and at the time when I volunteered, the organisation served dyslexic, blind and visually impaired students by producing audiobooks in the academic setting. So it's a question I get asked quite a lot about how, how did you get into audiobook narration and production, because um, generally speaking, it's it's an area, it's a space that's um, loved by actors, actors looking for work on the side. They narrate and produce audio books and they are they are the professionals. But this was an opportunity for me to do voluntary work and, and help students um, who read and learn differently, be able to empower them because they were able to listen to the audio in the audio books and follow the text in the school textbook simultaneously, and it helped them in their learning journey at school. So that's how it all all started. Um, And the the organization Learning Ally is, it's fascinating to see how they have introduced new technology with voice text. Um, These days you can download books online and what they are able to do with the voice text functionality is highlight the text. So it's synchronized text that accompanies the narration. And, and as a volunteer, it was it was just wonderful to be involved in that setting. We were trained um, to read the audiobooks, produce audiobooks, do the editing, do the quality checks as well. Um, we would do checks on others, other people's audio books uh, that that they had read and they would do checks on my audio books that I had read. So that was incredible experience and just fascinating to see how that um, that non-profit organization helped children in the community and um, helped them in their academic studies as well. So that's how it all started.
0: Wow. That's a beautiful way to yeah. start. I love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So it's so, like you volunteered, and um, and with that, you you gained something as well by giving back. And I, I think that's like the best metaphor of giving.
1: Right. Yes. And it was it just just a beautiful um thing to do by, by volunteering and seeing that the students could learn as well. Um, but it was when I was there that one of the studio directors suggested I narrate and produce audiobooks professionally. So that felt very uplifting that um, somebody's going to pay to listen to me read a book. Yes. Um, <laughs> please, please tell me more. Please tell me more. Because he said, yes, yeah, you'll you'll be fine. And, and here in the US, which is where I'm based, um, we all love the English accent. So. Oh yes, <laughs> so, so true. I, <laughs> thank you. So being here fifteen years and still have that um, uh, rock solid English accent, I've, I've maintained. I uh, I stand my ground and and will not change. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, um, uh, and and one funny story when when I was recording books um, for Learning Ally, one book that they asked me to read. Most of the books I. I chose to read were uh, related to science, which is my background. Um, But one day they wanted me to read um, literature. So they chose A Raisin in the Sun by Mm. Lorraine Hansberry. Now, it's a book that I'm not familiar with because I'm from from England, but I, I did a bit of background research and I thought, but this is set in Chicago in the 1950s. And they said, yes, that's right, we know. And they said, but the characters uh, are all local to Chicago. And they said, yes, that's right. And I said, but I just speak with speak with this English accent. And they said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. (laughs) (laughs) And when, when it comes to accents and acting, that's, definitely not my forte and they said no just read it because what the students do is follow the text in the book so they listen to you read and follow the text in the book and that's what we want to do it's not it's not some drama that we're trying to convey it's giving them the opportunity to follow follow the text so that that was very um, a memorable experience where I'm thinking this is this is not right, but this is no, it's 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 absolutely fine. Do do continue. So that's one of my favorite anecdotes from uh, from Learning Ally when I was volunteering there. Um but going going back to the studio director suggesting that I record books professionally so that they would be available on Audible and Amazon and iTunes, I thought, well, please, yes, please, please tell me more. So um, what he did was connect me to other volunteers at the studio who also recorded uh, these audiobooks available on these platforms um, professionally. And they kindly guided me through the process of, of what, what I should do. So um, there are a lot of, um, lots of videos and tutorials out there on YouTube. But the first thing I would recommend to anybody who's interested in having a dabble at recording audiobooks because they've probably downloaded them before, they may know of people who've done it or just generally intrigued with how the process works. The first thing I would say is get a book and read aloud. Read aloud, say three or four pages and ask yourself, did you enjoy reading aloud? Do you want to read more? and if you had an audience would you feel comfortable reading aloud to an audience and if the answer is yes to those questions then i would say you have the trappings of a narrator it's as easy as that the next thing i I would say is do it again find another few pages in a book but um, pick up your phone lots of phones have a microphone where you can record audio so pick up your phone read it aloud and read into the microphone on your phone and then listen to yourself read because you have to be very detail orientated, you have to be very patient and you have to be able to listen to your own voice. So if you can get through that then certainly move forward, move ahead um, and then this may be something for you that you enjoy reading, you enjoy reading aloud and you enjoy listening to your own voice as well, that, that things make sense. And basically, if you think you can tell a story, whether it's reading fiction or nonfiction, then move, move to the next stage, move to the next stage and, and, and get serious about it. So does that appeal to you, Robin and, and Joa? Do you think that's something that would appeal to you both?
0: It actually does appeal to me. I love reading aloud and I love, I don't know if this is okay for an audiobook, but I like making the characters have different sounding voices and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. So it sounds that's fun cool. to me, but I know that it's very easy to romanticize a job when you've never done it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm cautious about that. I'm aware.
1: <laughs> and, and that I think that's what we all need to be mindful of because- as I said, my um, journey started volunteering in a in a professional studio um, where you had everything set up. You had people guiding you, um, so that was a certainly a very good start, a good a good baseline for me um, because I was familiar with that setting. But w- when you when you say this story to other people, they may say, "Well, yes, I do enjoy reading, but then there's a studio and the equipment and mm-hmm. um, and." Uh, and and all the software. Well, I'll, I will share that information with you as well because it's things I share with friends and friends of friends who are intrigued when, when I when I show them that. Look, here's my audio book on Audible. Here it is. It's it's a book narrated by Kieran Rathord, and it could be there next to some um, professional actor's narration as well, with with some well-known book. And it, it's nice to see that that on on your on your phone. <laughs> It's, oh yes, it's happening It's real. Um, so I I'm happy to share that information today. So if if that's something that appeals to you, it's it's just go for it. And Robin, it's interesting you mentioned about um, reading with different voices, dependent on the different characters in the book. And if that appeals to you, then choose books that have these different characters. For me. When it comes to um, doing the different voices, I don't think I'm that good at it. And I do leave it to those who are more comfortable with it. I leave it to the professionals, the actors. They are very good because what you find is for those who are not trained in acting um, or drama, or or haven't really had a dabble in, in that area, People can be um, overboard with their acting and the voices, so um, oh, that—that's something yeah, to be cautious thing. about. Yeah.
0: I feel seen. <laughs> I feel <like> attacked. <laughs> I kind of yes, I yes, guilty. Okay, good. But I have, so I have a question. When when it comes to the various voices, right? Um, mm-hmm. How do you remember? how, because you're not going to have all those characters in every page of the book, and you may take a pause, and then that character comes back in like a chapter or two. And I've always wondered, how do they remember how to redo that voice? Because it's not their natural voice. Do you understand? You see what I'm saying? It's like,
1: oh, oh, yes, absolutely. Because when you're reading to yourself, and then you may read a sentence, it's got the speech marks, speech quotations, and then you realize, okay, it was this person talking, so then you Mm -hmm. figure it out. Well, it's all about the preparation when it comes to audiobook narration. And um, for every one hour of recording, which may constitute about 10,000 words, for me, it takes three hours to record one hour of recording. Jesus. So yes, yes, because there's a lot of preparation involved, and um, with exactly what you just said, Joa, um, you may come to a, their 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 character later in the book. So the preparation would be to read the book first. You're making notes, and especially if it's fiction, and there are um, parts where where people are are talking. Uh, So you'd need to annotate the book so you know who's talking when. And it may be a character that just makes an appearance a few times in the book. So then you'd need to make a note to say it's a young female in her 20s, or it's a middle-aged man in his late 50s. Um, uh, Or it may be somebody from a particular region, so you may want to have a particular dialect. So the preparation is one thing. Establishing who the different characters are, um, understanding where the the location, the, just the whole feel of the book, um, reading the book in its entirety, understanding how to pronounce words if it if they are words pronounced from a particular area of the world, um, and then when you're doing the actual recording, you may want to pace yourself out so you're you're recording. Um, one chapter at a time, and then you may decide to edit the book. So all this takes time. So as fun as it may seem when you are narrating, if you're doing your own production as well, then set aside for every hour of a finished book. Approximately for me, it takes three hours um, of the prepping, the editing, production, and then once you think you're there, you're actually listening to your voice as the finished product before it's sent away to um, the company that I use, which I will talk about, uh, called ACX, Audio Book Creation Exchange. It has to meet certain requirements when it comes to the sound, the quality of sound, um, ensuring that there's no background noise and ensuring that there's consistency in the recording as well. Uh, it needs to meet those quality checks. So I'm glad you asked about, well, you know, how, how do you know? Uh, well, there's a lot of preparation that's involved um, pre-recording, during recording and post-production as
0: well. Wow. I don't think we hear that enough about the preparation. Yes. A portion of it, right, Robin? Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised, actually. You know, again, it's so easy to romanticize a job you've never done, right? But (laughs) three hours per every one hour. And if one hour recording is like 10,000 words... Mm-hmm. This is a lot of time involved. I'm yes. kind of more and more <laughs> impressed by audiobook <laughs> narrators. Oh my goodness gracious. Kudos well, well, to you. I mean, Kieran, I'm not yeah, kidding. I mean, I'm really impressed. So you do well, your own well, production that, too? Yes, that, that's absolutely right, Joe. I do my own
1: narration and production. And um in in terms of the of the pro. Process. I'd like to talk a little bit about that because, um, yes, there is a lot of work involved with the preparation and I I don't want to say, oh, it's so easy. Just go ahead and record your, your voice on your phone and there you have it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although, you know, there, there are some, some websites where they do provide free audio books. And um, I, I, I know that people are probably just reading into their their phones and then uploading the recording because they are available free and and that's fun to do just to get into it so i i can't really talk about those websites that much but one website i will talk of the platform that i use is what i mentioned a little earlier called acx.com and what that stands for is audiobook creation exchange and what you can do there is sign up as a narrator. So this is a go-to site for number one, narrators looking to narrate and produce an audiobook. And number two, it's for authors of a book or the, the rights holder of a book looking for a narrator to narrate and produce their audiobook. So in essence, it's it's like a, a marriage for people looking to have their books narrated and narrators looking to find uh, mainly self-publishers who have published their books or right holders who hold the rights their books. And there's a short video on this site, ac- acx.com, um, which describes how the process works and, and that video is called How the Process Works, which just generally provides a very simplistic overview of how um, narrators and producers get together. So, so if the concept appeals to you, then, then we'll go on. And, and if it's okay, we can leave a link on your on your podcast as well, Robin and Joy, if that's okay.
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We'll put
1: links in the show notes. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay. So one of the first things it talks about is um, setting up your studio. So as fancy as it seems and and as fancy as it sounds when I say I actually have a studio in my home, in reality... It's the closet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, so when I can say, look, I just need to go to my closet now. Uh, no, not my closet. No, sorry, my, my studio. I need, I need to record something. I, I'm, I'm in my studio, so that's why I couldn't answer your call. I'm really sorry, but I was in my studio recording my audio book. It sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> so it does. Very posh. <laughs> Very posh. I like that. But, yes, it, it's a closet. It's a quiet room in my home, free of outside noise as much as possible, free of interruption. Um, So, you know, I'd recommend choosing a room that is small, preferably carpeted as well to absorb sounds, um, somewhere that's comfortable to sit in and um, somewhere where you can have a, a, a small table or or something to put your computer on uh, somewhere. If you are going to be reading the, the, the script, the book um, that's printed out, which I don't actually recommend, uh, because then there'll be a lot of paper shuffling as well. So you don't want those sounds to have to edit out but somewhere where there's a stand because what i have is a is a laptop where i record my voice but then i have a have an ipad which is where i have the the script that i'm reading to rest on um and a chair that doesn't uh creak (laughs) and um you if, if possible get a pop screen as well you know those screens that you see these professional um narrators have in front of their microphone, so you can buy one of those. I actually made mine as well, um, because what that does is minimum minimize the sounds and deflect the recordings, like the popping p's and the and the f's and the s's and the th's it, it It's interesting yeah. when when you when you put yourself in a studio setting, you've set it up um, and you put a microphone in front of your your mouth and you hit record the mouth starts to dry up, the P's P's start to pop, the S's sound like F's, and you think, what's happening to my voice? (laughs) All of a sudden- Suddenly you can't talk, huh? Yeah, You you can't talk, and (laughs) give me that glass of water, I'm being recorded, and you think, for goodness sake, you're in your own home, in your own studio, you set it up, you're the one who determines when you hit record, it's not somebody else there just relieve yourself of the pressure. So um, something I recommend is read the book outside of that setting, read the book in the setting without hitting record and and just get used to reading that book. Just read the first few pages and get into the flow of things. Um, There are YouTube videos there for narrators about um, doing some exercises, doing some vocal exercises, whether it's singing and uh, saying words loudly. There are voice coaches as well. And and I did go to um, a voice coach locally. He had lesson for a few people interested in, in narrating books. So that was helpful. And you may pay 30, 40, maybe $50 to attend a two or three hour session just to get into... Um, uh, the right mood and, and get a feel of what's being asked for. That could be one investment. Um, but my investment to anybody who's serious about narrating books professionally is get yourself a very good microphone. And the microphone I recommend is Blue Yeti. It's about hundred dollars that you can buy online, and it's it's worth it. Uh, connect it to your laptop. So I'm sure many people have laptops that I'd use a laptop to record your voice onto. But certainly get a good quality microphone and a good pair of headphones. The pair I use is produced by Audio Technica, and that costs about uh, costs about fifty dollars. So all in all, I would say I've spent hundred and fifty dollars on my studio equipment. That's all I've spent. Um, and that's those are two investments I would certainly say are key. So certainly do that.
0: And friends wanted to it. let the listeners know that Kieran was generous enough to share this information with me before the start of the podcast back in July, before we ever recorded a single podcast. And I took her advice. I Aww. when you get good <laughs> advice, you have to listen. That's the important. Yes. And I today I'm sitting here talking into a blue Yeti microphone. And oh, super. You know, the headphones and friends, the Blue Yeti, I I want you to know uh, some microphones are more difficult to set up. The Blue Yeti is very user friendly. It has some nice settings you can make, but it's not an overwhelming amount of choices. It's not terribly expensive. It comes with a very good, you can buy a package, a bundle rather, on Amazon where you can get the microphone, um, the arm or the stand, whichever you choose. And um, Kieran is always right. So listen to what she says. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to upgrade my mic now.
1: (laughs) You're so kind, but thank you. It's it's something that was uh, recommended to me by the directors at the Studio at Learning Ally, and initially you think, "Oh, hundred dollars for a microphone and fifty dollars for a for a pair of uh, good headphones." And will I get my money back? Will people actually enjoy my books? Will they read them? Will they download them? And then this is just going to be sitting in a closet somewhere that I used to call my studio. Um, but you know, once you get into it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And um, I've seen people online conduct interviews and you see that blue yeti microphone there and it looks so great you know it just looks so good it looks as though yeah you're in a studio so just you know budget for it and and you'll have fun with it um and the quality aspect as as you've mentioned is so important because when you do listen to your voice when you when you are editing the audio You can hear the things that you want to deflect in your voice um, so clearly that if you can hear it and it's not good, then you need to re-record. This is professional audio narration. So you need to keep it professional. And if at the time of your recording, um, you you heard a, a car go by or something, or somebody's horn was beeping. Um, that at the time wasn't so evident. That when you were recording, but it was evident when you're listening to your recording. Then it needs to be edited out, re-recorded. If you can't modify the the audio using um, the software, then certainly record it again, because this is going to be there on online and people will write reviews about the quality of your audio recording. And you have to listen, you have to read those reviews and if it's not great, you need to improve and change it. So it's imperative that this is taken into consideration and I can't stress enough how important it is to have that crisp quality recording out there. It's a, it's a learning exercise learning opportunity and hopefully we'll all get better so so there there's a little bit about the studio and the studio setup as well and some of the equipment um, and I'm going to move on to the software which I talked about so the software I use is called audacity A U D A C I T Y.
0: Yeah.
1: right it it's it's pretty good and for um, beginners like me it's it works just fine. There, 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 are other software options out there, but I chose Audacity. Again, it was um, recommended by the uh, director at the studio, and it's free of charge, easy to download, and there's videos. the The links I'll provide as well of, of how to how to use that piece of software when you are recording what what keys you use to um, start, stop, um, increase volume, decrease the volume and, and seeing the, um, uh, the, the different wavelengths as well appear while you're talking. It, it really is a fabulous piece of software for beginners who are wanting to uh, enter this world of audiobook narration to, to use. So I would say use Audacity and also ensure that when you go on to acx.com you you're aware of what their specifications are for submitting audiobooks when um when you when you get to that to get when you get to that stage so audacity is the software that i would i would use um and i would say in terms of setting up your studio selecting the right equipment and getting the right software that's it and in in parallel to that um Getting logged on and getting a profile on acx.com is is very easy. And as I said earlier, it's a place for narrators looking to narrate audiobooks and authors or or rights holders looking to find narrators to narrate their audiobooks. Get yourself a profile and log on to acx.com. So on that platform, what you will see is um, you, you just go to a link where you you choose the search option titles accepting auditions because that's what you need to do you need to audition you need to get the gig <laughs> you don't just find a book and think well i like that book because it's right up my street you actually need to audition <laughs> for the book <laughs> <laughs> and and what this website or what this platform allows you to do is um choose the the genre of book that you might be interested in because there could be a couple of thousand books at a time there where rights holders are looking for people to narrate their books. So you don't need to go through every single page to find out, okay, does this appeal to me or not? You can actually filter out depending on the, the genre that you might be interested in. So whether it's arts and entertainment, um, education and learning, history, literature, uh, fiction or nonfiction, you can, you can filter those books out. And then, um, depending on your uh, the gender, the accent, the vocal style, your voice age, you can drill down either, even further to find books that appeal to you. And then you can actually drill down on the compensation level that is being offered. So what ACX does is say you can either choose books which offer Um, a payment for finished hour, P.F.H, or you could choose to record books that offer royalty share, royalty payments, which is a certain percentage, or you could to choose books which are a combination of both, which is payment per fixed hour or royalty share. I always like to choose the ones which are paid per fixed hour, uh, P.F.H, P.F.H stands for paid for finished hour, Um, So basically, it goes from a range of 50 to $100 per finished hour, right up to 400 to $1,000 per finished hour. So you can see there's a big range there. Um, And depending on how good you are, well, these rights holders, these authors will be prepared to pay you up to $1,000 per finished hour. So it seems pretty lucrative, doesn't it? (laughs)
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. I'm doing the math in my head. It's taking a while.
1: <laughs> you know, you think, oh, I could read a book. You know, that's an hour long, 10,000 words. Spend a couple of hours preparing for it, doing the editing. And, a you know, an hour later, you get $1,000. A couple of hours later, you get $1,000. But the books in that category are a few and far between. Um, so, you know, I go to the ones between... 50 to 100 or the 100 to 200 dollars per finished hour range see which books are in there and you know I steer away from the fiction I like to go to the non-fiction business books um, self-help books positive thinking Ooh, books I and like the, those yeah too. The, <laughs> those are the books that appeal to me and and um, I have recorded a few of those books but the one the one that really appealed to me was one of my shortest books. Um, It's only about, I think, 15 or 20 minutes uh, long. It was actually fiction. It was for kids. And the book's (laughs) name, kids book, and the name of the book was Bounce. And it was about a ball that bounced and bounced and then became deflated. But the, and became upset and then went to hospital. But the reason why I liked that book so much was because even though it was the shortest book, and even though it was fiction, and I love non-fiction, it was the most challenging book because it was in English and Gujarati, which is the language that I speak at home. That's the yes. um, language of my family. Um, and... It was was a challenge because I wanted to be able to say the Gujarati words properly so that somebody in India from Gujarat would not say, oh, that sounds like somebody who's been born and raised in in England and now living in the US. So when I was auditioning for the book, I would make calls to my mum and dad in England and say, "Okay, how do you pronounce this word? And they'd tell me, and i say, okay, I'm going to pronounce this word. I'm going to say this sentence. I have to speak like a true Indian, like a true Gujarati-speaking Indian. So they helped yes. me as well. <laughs> so it was the most fun book, most challenging, but I was really proud of that. And and now that's available um, on online. It's not sell, sold that many copies, but that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm, I'm that. <laughs> I'm yeah. still
1: getting royalties. I still get royalty payments, and um, with the compensation, yes, there are those books where I get paid per finished hour. So I just get a, a check um, or a bank deposit sent to me when when the book is finished and it's um, approved by ACX. It's met all of their standards, all their quality standards. The rights holder and the authors have been happy with the book, so you just get one payment. But then with the books that I um, narrated on a royalty share basis. Um, Some of those books I may have recorded two, maybe three years ago and uh, forgotten about them. And then all of a sudden I'll get a a notification by ACX saying, you have a payment going to your bank account. So, you know, it's great to see a payment come through. Yeah, (laughs) it it is lovely. Now I must say it's nothing to give up my uh, regular day job, over but you know it's nice to see a, a, a check come through that may help to pay for a meal um, I may not be able to do, afford dessert but at least I get a meal <laughs> out of it which is nice so I'm, I'm telling you the, the, the realistic picture it's nice to get you know, a few dollars here and there um, but of all the books I recorded I, I, I did look on my ACX account because it does tell you well how many people have downloaded your books um, how many signed up to ACX, so you get a bonus because of a bounty scheme offering that they have. And altogether, um, and I'm quite surprised with this as well, over 600 of my audio books have been downloaded. Um, wow, congrats. I, I'm, thank you. And I, I'm quite thrilled with that. And some of the books where I didn't get such nice reviews, they, they said, oh, the narrator didn't sound um, so natural, and I thought, okay, I need to improve upon that. So the next books I recorded, I try I try to sound a little bit more relaxed. The the books that did not receive the most favorable reviews were the ones that have been downloaded a couple of hundred times. So I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> yes, we'll hey, about. go with
0: it. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: It it wasn't that bad, really. So um, I'm thinking, well, if the royalty checks keep on coming through, um, I'll keep on going.
0: Yes. (laughs) Karen, are the royalties in perpetuity? Um, They are. Yes, they are. And um, friends. The gift that keeps on giving. Friends who are listening, this is kind of interesting. So after Karen has recorded, if she chooses the royalties, uh, royalty sharing uh, compensation, Mm -hmm. That means that for the rest of the time that audio book exists, the the next 50, 100, whatever years, in perpetuity means forever, sort of, Uh, (laughs) you know, she's going to get a piece of that. Can you imagine, friends, like if I cooked dinner tonight and I would get (laughs) even a penny, (laughs) even one p for the for every day or every time i don't know i guess it doesn't work with dinner but you know what i mean in perpetuity mm-hmm. like the idea that appreciation of your work even i'm thinking of all the starbucks wonderful. coffees i could buy with, <laughs> as as it comes in you know i'm like oh a payment came in let's go get coffee <laughs>
1: I don't- you, you know what, Joe? I love that idea. Maybe I'll I'll suggest to acx.com that you know what you can do is team up with Starbucks and say, yes. well, instead of getting a payment in your cheque, you just get the um, app, download the app, and they'll just upload credits to your account, and then maybe yes. you'll say, okay, we'll pay you double. <laughs>
0: I like that idea. Jo. Payment
1: and coffee. That's I a work payment for and coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah, because come on, we, we all need coffee. to stay awake.
0: <laughs> yes, yes we do.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so as as I said there were books I had recorded 2 or 3 years ago um and the first books were not not the best of the recordings but as i said listen to the feedback and then improve upon it to make some adjustments um and and still getting royalty payments and 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 it, it's a great platform for you to see how well your books are doing because you can see how many were sold in the last month how many were sold since the beginning of of it being uh, published as well and um yeah it's it's there forever And something I I didn't mention, Robin and Joa, is that in addition to you getting the the payments, whether it's that one-off payment, uh, payment per finished hour, or the ongoing payments as royalty payments, you also get credits as well. So what ACX does is give the narrator credits that you can share with your friends and family to promote the books that you've narrated. So that helps with spreading the word as well. So if, if there's a book that you are particularly interested in promoting, then um, you can give these free credits to to friends and family who have these accounts with Audible, Amazon or iTunes. And then they put that code um, when it comes to the, the checkout and it downs the book free of charge.
0: So that's, I love that.
1: That's great. Yes. Yes. It's, that is it's a, re- a really good Yes. That's a really smart idea. Yeah. So I, I, I and I'm I'm glad I mentioned that because I've got a bank of credits there that I haven't sent out to friends and family. So um if if people are interested, well, these are, you know, it's it's another um it's just another gift, isn't it, to, to, to oneself that you have you have not just a payment for the uh audiobook narration, um, but it's another treat that you can Send send this to to friends as well. That's a
0: wonderful perk. Yeah. That's a great perk. Yes. That's perfect. Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm struggling to imagine how this works, Kieran. And here's my question. I know that you have a busy full-time day job. I know you have a busy life, like Mm -hmm. like everybody, right? How do you find time? How, how do you do this? Because I can't imagine that your voice would hold out if you sat down on a Saturday to record for like seven hours. I can't imagine it would work. Do you do it like a little every day? Uh, take us through your schedule. Excellent
1: question. It is a very good question because, yes, there could be a, a book that's seven hours long. And if I'm saying for every hour I, I spend three hours, that's 21 hours. Well, how am I going to do it? And it's an excellent question because some narrators say that they will only narrate at a particular time in the day so that there's consistency in the recording, in the audio recording, because you want consistency when the final book is produced. Now, we all know that our voice may sound differently in the morning compared to the middle of the day, compared yes. to the evening. So if that's if that's the case and um, it's so... Pronounce when you are recording your voice. Then, what I would do is say just find a particular time of the day where you may be recording for um, no more than an hour at a time, and then take a break. So for me, um, what I like to do if I find a book that I think okay, this this really interests me, and you've got your studio set up, you've um, you've submitted your audition, you've met the requirements, and um, you're given the gig then what I like to do is record at the weekend on the Saturday or Sunday when when I don't really have much scheduled. Um, there are no or little work commitments. And I know from mid-morning, say to the to the afternoon, I can get, say, an hour's worth of recording in there. And then I may start to do some editing. I'll take a break and then go back again, do the same. So, I'd probably spend between 10 in the morning till about three or four um, in the afternoon doing some recording because the editing can be done at any time. And if you feel comfortable um, recording your voice, recording the audio- audiobook over two or three hours in one swoop, go ahead and do that. But be sure in between during the recording, you are taking breaks, you are listening to your voice just to make sure that there isn't any background noise that you weren't able to pick up during the time of the recording because you're speaking to the microphone as well. But when you're doing a quick playback that there isn't anything interrupting um, in, in the background because if there is you're going to have to record it again or change the settings on your on your software on audacity or on your microphone again. So that that's a very good question because you might think well you know this book is only 2 hours long you may have spent 5 maybe 6 hours doing the uh, doing the recording doing some Editing and then finding out, okay, something something was actually <laughs> wrong. And you need to do it again. So find a time that's comfortable for you. Um, for me, it's at the weekend. For some of my colleagues, they'll just do it at the morning, in the morning before they they start their work. So they'll they'll get up, get a coffee down them, um, be bright, perky, ready to go. Do an hour. An hour and a half worth of recording. Get on with their work, and then they may do their editing of the book, and then the following morning do another hour or so of recording. And something to to note is that once you get partnered with the um, the author or the rights holder of the book, if they like the sound of the voice and and how how you work, start to work with them, communicate with them, and you can communicate with them on the ACX platform. You you sell them email each other directly. You send the email through the platform where you may say, look, this is what my schedule is looking like. It's a six hour book. Um, you are asking for it to be finished by the end of January. I'll probably need more time. Would middle of February work for you? So you have the parameters agreed upon at the outset so that if um, if things change with timelines, it's all agreed upon at the outset. So it's very important that you have this dialogue through the ACX platform with the rights, hold, rights holder so that
0: both parties are aware of um, what the expectations are. Are you, you're actually able to record two to three hours at a time? My voice wouldn't last. Do you two warm-up exercises? Same. Um A little bit, yes, yes, a, a little bit. And um
1: i i have tried these voice exercises but i just find i just need to get into the studio and focus more on my breathing robin more than anything um as i said at the beginning of this podcast as soon as you hit record you can choke up and then you're talking at 100 miles an hour and the voice starts to uh, (laughs) to become dry but what i find is i just need to start um practicing with my breathing and What these voice coaches say is take a couple of breaths in and out, in and out. And when you're breathing out, that's when you hit record, start recording and just speak naturally. Once you get into the cadence and uh, feel comfortable with it, it's amazing how the minutes and the hours can just fly by. And um you look at your watch or, or or the well, hopefully you don't have a clock that's clicking in the room because you want silence there. You don't want any clock in the background, but you'll you'll look at the the, the time and you'll think, goodness me, um I've just been recording for about 45 minutes, take a break. So you'll take a you know, 10 minute break, just step out, um, and then come back again. And what I feel with my experience is that once you start recording and you think, okay, I'm really getting getting into the swing of things, you just want to get things finished. So you'll finish a chapter and then stop there, but then I have to stop myself from saying, okay, continue, because you do need to take a break. Um, as much as I think, okay, I can continue recording the the remainder of the book, I do have to say, okay, stop and then just switch it up a little bit, take a break something else um, and come back to it. If not later that day, just go back the following day. Um, The recording of of the book, the narration piece, I would say is the easiest. It's the editing, because if you find that there's some background noise that you want to suppress, so you change some of the settings um, on Audacity because you can do that. Um, You you change some of the settings, you change some of the recording without distorting your voice noticeably, That, that takes time. So my recommendation is, the strong piece of advice is if you get that narration done as crisply and as properly and accurately as possible at the outset there'll be less of the editing to do and that's what you want to do because initially I used to spend hours doing the editing and then you just thought well forget doing the editing re-record it and do it correctly Um, and that that's the way to do it but it's it's something that takes time it takes a lot of patience as well um (laughs) I (laughs) can see yes (laughs) everybody will will just um acquire the skills and then hopefully you'll you'll figure it out you'll know the settings you'll you'll know how to record when to record um and for your voice and narration to be liked um and for those people who are self published authors and I know there's a lot out there. For those of you who are self-published authors, I think there's a lot of authenticity to you narrating your books, your own books. And if you can get into self-narration, then then go for it, because then you're not scrambling to find a narrator who may sound like you or may be able to project the voice Mm. that you would like projected to narrate your book. So, um, yeah, certainly for the self-publishing authors, yes. think about um, narrating your own books as well. That, that's what these, um, a, a lot of these politicians do that. And it does bring a lot of authenticity when they do write their memoirs or, um, or their biographies, their autobiographies. When, when you hear it from these professionals, from these um, individuals who are known around, around the world, it, it just brings authenticity mm. to it.
0: That's really interesting, Karen. I have a, I have a book called "Don't Drink the Bathroom Water," which is a guide to living in Ireland, and I do not currently have it on audiobook. And I've really been thinking about that. Um, I was nervous to record it myself. Do you know why? For probably the silliest of reasons, because because my book is about living in Ireland, I mm-hmm. do includes a few words of Irish language. Uh, gwelga and uh-huh. I am so afraid of pronouncing them incorrectly. So a fear of mispronouncing probably ten words has kept me from having an audiobook <laughs> for nearly two years. <laughs> oh, but oh, well, you know what? I think I need to. I really appreciate Karen. You have really inspired me because. If you, you know, you did it with Gujarati, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, that's how I've always pronounced it, I apologize. It's, um, you know, it's like, you did it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. If there are a few mistakes, at least I'm trying, because my book is about love and respect for Ireland. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people will know that it's very well intended, and I did my best. Um, So you have inspired me very, very much to make to record my audio book the audio format you know what I mean the audiobook version of my book that's what I'm trying to <laughs> yes. say yeah well and you I, have a I, studio Robin I well, have <laughs> sort of <laughs> I kind of record in a pillow for it basically there we go there we go it's a studio it works very nicely. <laughs> and and your voice I must say Robin sounds very
1: smooth and uh, whether there are pillows there or not absorbing all the background noise it's it's just perfect it's just perfect oh, so see? I I would thoroughly recommend you go ahead and do it and um oh. and if if you are wanting to reach out to some people locally to find out well how how is the correct pronunciation meant to be then go ahead and do that and maybe yes. Record them on your phone. Say the word, so then it's yes. it's, it's left mm-hmm. with you. It's, you're not trying to memorize oh, it, that's but brilliant. You know, writing that's it down phonetically, yes, yeah. writing it down phonetically is one way. But actually, being able to listen to it and repeat it is I another. I like that idea. So yeah, that, I think that's, that's what you should do. I think and that's what it, I
0: need, and then I'll be more confident. Yeah, that's yeah, that, brilliant. That,
1: that, that, that's all you need to do. And then for the people in Ireland who will download your your audiobook, they'll think, wow, Robin,
0: she she pronounces it so well. They'll love you for it.
1: They will love you for it. So oh, I hope so,
0: because I really love the people of Ireland. So I, oh. I hope so. I only want to be respectful and kind because they've been so respectful and kind to my family. So oh. yeah. Well oh,
1: I I actually have a, a similar story, a funny story when I was um at Learning Ally. Um, of course, I just wanted to read uh, nonfiction and scientific books and things. But um, towards the end of my uh, time there volunteering, um, I was asked to read one of the Harry Potter books. And I said, OK, well, I, I know why you're asking me, because of this English accent. So uh, they said, would you read um, uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows by J.K. Rowling, who, who everybody knows? And I said, sure, but it's it's quite a thick book, isn't it? And they said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But um, and and at the time it was um, a few years old. It had already been Uh, published. Um, It was available on Amazon. Um, The the US version had been narrated by Jim Dale, who's a famous English actor. Uh, The UK version had been narrated by Stephen Fry, another famous English actor. But um, those those books would need to be paid for if anybody wanted to listen to them. But um, the team at Learning Ally had a group of narrators who would narrate these these books uh, by their volunteers. So um, at the time, they said when the book was published, they had about six or seven narrators narrating different chapters because they wanted it available very quickly within 24 or 48 hours. So because of that, they had a few people narrating the books, but a couple of years had passed and they said, what we'd like to do now is have another version of the book with just one person narrating. So would you narrate it? I said, sure, I'd be be happy to. It may take me um, a couple of weeks. And they said, that's fine because this is the, the the second version. Now, the first Harry Potter book I had read was many years ago and I'd seen the, one of the movies as well and I had remembered Daniel Radcliffe and all the other cast members as being young 10, 11 year olds. So when I was reading Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows I started to uh, do the voices as young kids, very young kids. Aww, and then I nice. thought well, hang on, I'd better do my research. So I got in contact with a friend who had the whole series and she actually had the whole uh, set of DVDs as well. I said, oh, let's, let's watch some of these movies and let's, let's watch the, the Deathly Hallows. And I did, and then I realised that I got the voices all wrong. <laughs> so after after reading the first chapter i had to read it again so there you go robin if it doesn't sound right it's okay you can re-record it and i thought okay i should do, do it my again. research ahead of time yes and actually one um one thing i did do was listen to jim dale read the book because there were some words and names that i just wasn't familiar with and i wanted to know well what's the what's the correct way of pronouncing these words. So I listened to Jim Dale's version of The Deathly Hallows. I paid for the book, I recorded it, listened to it on, on Audible, and um, got um, became familiar with how those names um, and the voices should sound. So that helped me um replicate and copy copy what he did, which was very, very helpful. So so that was my funny story about doing the voices as very young kids when really they they were a little bit older, I think teenagers um was the age group. <laughs> I only did that book because they asked me to. Um, that otherwise when it comes to fiction, I I leave it to the professionals. I let I let the
0: actors do that. Do take but those you're books. A professional. You have to give yourself credit. Yes. You're a professional. Or,
1: Thank, thank you, and and that's what the studio director at Learning Ally would say as well. That you know you're now a, a professional narrator. Yes, you are. I, yes. I get paid for my you work. You get paid. Okay. Yes. yes, I think I get paid. So uh-huh. now I'm I'm a professional, and uh, um, you know I I must say I I do um, love listening to the books of the true professionals like the the Jim Dales and the Stephen Fry's of this world, and um, I I like to um, read the non-fiction and listen to non-fiction, Uh, but one piece of fiction I enjoyed listening to um, uh, a little while back was actually a play, Um, and it was a play I went to see at uh, the Denver Centre for Performing Arts here in in Colorado some years ago. It was called The Constant Wife by W. Somerset Morgan, Um, and it's a comedy drama uh, with a with an amusing take on on marriage set in the 1920s and the protagonist is um, called Constance Middleton hence it's called the constant wife but that that was really fun to listen to um, when I was out running in fact um, and unlike the audiobooks where you just generally have one narrator here you did have the uh, the full cast uh, taking on the role so it was just a great, um, piece of, um, audio book to, to hear. So if, if there are, uh, if there are any plays that people enjoy, then, then download them as well. And I haven't seen any plays being, um, up for audition on acx.com, but if there are, and they are looking for two or three people to narrate, then maybe get together with some friends and make a whole, whole evening of it hey. <laughs> to record a play. <laughs>
0: What fun. I know. Make it a party. Yeah. And everybody gets paid for it. Yeah. And everybody gets paid. Yeah, make it a party. Yeah.
1: Everybody gets paid.
0: Wonderful. That's a great idea. Kieran. I appreciate it so much. I have taken pages of notes. I really appreciate this. You sharing with us so much wonderful information about real life experience. And I want to let our listeners know that if you have written a book and need an audiobook narrator... Perhaps Karen Rathod is for you. We will leave all her contact information, all of it at the bottom of the show notes. And you can always DM us on Instagram at Robin and Joa for further information as well. But now, friends, now it's time for Joa and I to save the world. One book at a time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.